Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome into the show. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, one of your hosts, live from Las Vegas. One of your other hosts, live from Boston today, Josh Applebaum. Josh, how are you doing today? Pritch, I'm doing great. Happy Thirsty Thursday. Yeah. Big show lined up today. We got the Field of Dreams game. If you build it, they will come, Pritch. Right. I'm excited about that. <laughs> Another big day in baseball. By the way, baseball favorites, absolutely dominant right now, Pritch. They go 12-2 and two straight up yesterday. MLB favorites, thanks to our guy Dave Tooley for this. Uh, now 81 and 25, 76.4% last eight days. So winning three out of four bets. It's been a chalky, yeah. uh, you know, kind of sprint here recently since the trade deadline. Go and Braves. Also Pritch talks. Uh, seriously, yeah. <laughs> right. How about that Ozzy Albies walk-off? Uh, yes, that's day, right. Pritch? That's right. Uh, we yeah, were on that on. play, I think. Uh, we talked about that yesterday. Yeah. yeah, we were on it. So a lot of baseball. We'll talk to Houston Nutt, former, uh, former college coach here, talking some win totals. And then Pritch. I buried the lead. We got a lot of steam on my Patriots tonight, so excited for some preseason betting talk as well. Well, we're going to get to that right now, Josh, because we did have a significant line movement right there, right? I mean, the Patriots now minus one as they take on the football team. Uh, the total at last check was still at 35. What have you seen in this game? Yeah, so Pritch, we were kind of in a waiting game here with this with this game for a while. And remember, there are kind of two different ways to approach preseason. To me, it's either you're all in or you're all out. If you want to not bet these games and say, hey, there's too much volatility, too much uncertainty, I'm not going to bet them. I'm going to stick with baseball or use this time to get ready for the season, do my capping, my win totals, all that, all the power to you. But if you're going to bet them, 
Look at the line movement. Look mm -hmm. at the coach's history. Be This is an information-based business when it comes to preseason. Sharps really like betting these games because if you do your homework, you can hear the coaches kind of get some inside info, how they're going to match up. Really what we're seeing here, Pritch, is it opened minus two football team. Some books were minus two and a half down to minus two, and then it didn't move at all. It was just, uh, you know, Washington football team minus two for quite a bit here. Then today, big, big money has come in on the Patriots. The Patriots go from plus two now to a pick them, and a lot of these shops are even now Patriots minus one at this point. So, Pritch, a lot of this, to me, has to do with the quarterbacks. Cam Newton, Mac Jones, there's a Schefter tweet. They're going to play a little bit more than expected here, uh, and you're also going to get Brian Hoyer, a veteran, probably playing a lot of the second half. Um, we did see a great, great bet first dollar split here mm -hmm. from our buddy John Ewing at BetMGM. Only 46% of spread bets are on the Patriots tonight, Pritch, but it accounts for 60% of the money. So that's one of those low bets, higher dollars, sharp line moves that we like to see. So I'm, I'm money lining the Patriots right now, Pritch. Okay. I like this move for New England. Uh, also, a system that I have, if a, if a line moves at least a point uh, toward a team in the preseason in which that team missed the playoffs last year and the opponent made the playoffs, that team, which matches with the Patriots here, 81 and 67, 55% ATS the last decade. So uh, to me, Pritch, uh, it's a sharp move to the Pats. Also, the total, it's really risen. There's a lot of over money that came in. It was 32 up to now 37 ish. 37 Dude, now. <laughs> yeah, this thing yeah. keeps going up, Pritch. So to me, it's like if you wake up tomorrow and you know both teams are in the 20s, just say, hey, we knew it because of that line move. I can't bet the over now at this point, Pritch. Okay. It's moved five points late to the party. This is the time of year where unders do very well, 57% since 2014. So if you got that that over a little bit earlier, anywhere, you know, I would say 32 to 34, you're feeling great, but definitely a sharp move to the Pats. I'd money line them now instead of laying the minus one. Some pretty good quarterback experience in that game for sure. That's probably the cause of that uh, rise in the total there. <laughs> All the way up to 37. We got that out here. Uh, New England minus one as well out here at the South Point. Uh, how about Pittsburgh Philly? Uh, Philly minus one on the board, 36 to total. Yeah, this one's notable to me, Pritch, for the lack of line movement. It okay. actually is pretty, um, you know, pretty, you know, it tells you that there's some money, I think, on Philly tonight, the way we're looking at it, because uh, basically what the public's saying, and this is a big public play to the Steelers. The Steelers are a trendy dog tonight. It makes a lot of sense. They won the Hall of Fame game 16-3. to They look good. They easily cover. Uh, that was a sharp move in their favor, and the under both came through in the Hall of Fame game. But, Pritch, what I'm seeing here is Philly really opened minus one, and everyone's betting Pittsburgh, yet Philly has stayed minus one. So that's kind of a sharp line freeze. My question is, why didn't Pittsburgh flip to minus one or minus two? We're not seeing that movement to Pittsburgh like we're seeing to the Patriots. And anytime this thing, you know, thinks like it's getting down to a pick them, it goes back to minus one Eagles. So I'm looking at the Eagles here. I would love to see a late move up to minus one and a half. That's kind of what I'm waiting for. Uh, but, but Pritch, also Mike Tomlin, mm -hmm. uh, as a dog, he doesn't do very well ATS in the preseason as a dog. 11 right. and 15. ATS, that's 42%. Another overplay here where, again, it's similar to the Patriots game. Yeah. A lot of over money, 33 and a half now, up to around 36. But again, late to the party, not getting the best of it. This is the time of year when unders do well. That's another layoff for me. But if I see another move to Philly, yep. I'll probably be money lining the Eagles here as well. All right. Sounds great. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host from Las Vegas, your other host from Boston, out in Boston right now, Josh Applebaum. Uh, Josh, have you seen Hard Knocks? Did you catch it yet? So I did. I actually watched it last night, Pritch, and Dak Prescott, gnarly scar there, my man. <laughs> and, and, and again, uh, issues with it was kind of like uh, behind the scenes, like he, he has a shoulder strain. And right. Mike McCarthy is, is freaking out about it. But what? I would say one thing. Yeah. 
Well, Chris no, I was going to say he wasn't too happy, too thrilled to be pulled from practice because of that shoulder situation or or the shoulder strain that was revealed. And uh, I think you and I talked about this. Like, is is this significant or not? Is this minor? At first, they thought it was minor, but Hard Knocks kind of revealed that it could be more concerning for the Cowboys. Yeah, I think that's a great point, Pritchett. You know, we're kind of thinking, hey, on the one hand, is it better that it's not his ankle and it's his shoulder? Uh, maybe it's a situation where, hey, you do all this recap, rehab, you know, for a year and you focus on your your ankle and your leg and you kind of maybe neglect the workouts with your shoulder and then you throw a bunch of passes and uh, maybe you just get a lot of, you know, inflammation or, uh, you know, just kind of hurts for you. I haven't mm-hmm. used it in a while. So that's, you know, something I'm thinking about here, Pritch. You know, I do like the fact that, you know, if you watched Hard Knocks, he wanted to get right back in there. He was pretty mad that they held him out and he's kind of, you know, twiddling his thumbs and saying, let me get back in there. So I think that's a good sign that he wants to get out there. And he made a comment to his lineman, like, Hey, I've been, I missed the whole year. Like, I don't want to miss any more snaps, but uh, you know, we'll see how this develops bridge. You know, I'm still looking at that week one number, um, you know, when going to uh, Tom Brady yeah. and, uh, and the Tampa Bay bucks still minus seven here. A lot of these books that open minus six and a half up to minus seven. Um, to me, that's something that w- that's worth monitoring. Also the total here, 51 and a half. To me, I'm wondering if maybe you get some over money in this one. If Dak is okay, you know, high-powered offense, not great defensively. Although I would say Micah Parsons, Pritch, he looked pretty good out there uh, for defensive uh, rookie of the year. I think, what is he, plus 300, something like that? Yeah, he's got a good Um, attitude. Keep an eye on that week one game to see if it comes back down to six and a half or the total rise. Yeah, that week one line, uh, we thought it could go to seven. Uh, you mentioned that uh, a few weeks ago, to be honest with you, because of the injury uh, that revealed itself. So Dak Prescott said on Wednesday, keep this in mind, what you saw on Hard Knocks, his attitude, the way that he wanted to get back out there, right? He said on Wednesday he plans to play in the Cowboys' third preseason game against the Texans on August 21st. Uh, he's still scheduled to have another MRI just to make sure everything's right. But with his attitude, are the Cowboys going to be able to, you know, control Dak or or hold Dak back from himself to make sure that he's healthy for week one? Yeah, I think this is going to be a tough balancing match because, you know, you want to get the guy reps. You want to prove that he's, you know, recovering from his injury here. But you also don't want to push him too much. And really, your season really hinges here on Dak Prescott. I mean, if you have a healthy Prescott, you're in the running for that uh, that NFC East. You're in the running for a playoff spot. We all know when Dak's gone and you have, uh, as Michael Lombardi likes to call him, Mr. Don Finucci, uh, Ben Naducci there, uh, and, and Cooper Rush and some of these other guys. I think your season is, you know, kind of going down the drain there at that point. Oh, so it's gone. It's gonna be a managing there's no Dak. Yeah, he's gone. Here. And I would say, Pritch, real quick, um, that preseason game Dallas at Arizona coming up tomorrow night, you did see a move toward Dallas. This game opened Arizona around minus two and a half down to one and a half. Looks like some Dallas Cowboys money, a team that already played in that Hall of Fame game. Yeah, absolutely. I think the experience, uh, the game under the belt there a little bit, uh, Aiden, Pittsburgh a little bit, and also probably Dallas too. But uh, this Dak Prescott thing, keep an eye on that. Uh, it's going to get interesting because his attitude was revealing to me that he might fight the coaches here a little bit, uh, that, that stubbornness. Uh, but yet, you know, the better uh, course of action for Dak might need, okay, look, we don't need to see you in preseason. We need you week one against Tampa Bay. Yeah, it's a great point, Pritch. And I think, you know, erring on the side of caution, what's wrong with that? A lot mm-hmm. of these uh, great quarterbacks aren't going to play anyway. We've heard Aaron Rodgers isn't going to play a snap in the preseason. You know, we'll see how much Tom Brady we see. We'll see how much, you know, Patrick Mahomes we see. So a lot of these really good quarterbacks, it's kind of just like, yeah, you want to get your feet wet. You want to get out there. Also, you want to prove, you know, that you're, that you're um, you know, you're healthy and you're overcoming your injury. But I think the best course of action for the Cowboys would be take this thing very carefully, very slowly, make sure he's okay. 
don't push him too much preseason. Make sure he's ready for week one there against Tampa Bay. Potential development out there with Jacksonville. I know that I believe you liked them over the Texans uh, the first game of the year. Jaguars coach Urban Meyer said he would not commit to Trevor Lawrence, uh, stating um, that in the team's uh, regular season uh, uh, game against uh, Houston there. Uh, so not committal, non-committal here towards quarterback situation. Does that interest you at all, or is this just, okay, Trevor Lawrence, we still need to see more from you before we anoint you to starting quarterback? back yeah I think this is kind of just coach speak you know I don't really put too much into it I think we all know that Trevor Lawrence is going to be the guy but you know as a new as a new uh, coach in the league you want to just you know have that air of you know like hey this is a competition and Mm -hmm. say hey you got to win your job you don't want to just anoint this top pick and treat him like you know he's won something when he really hasn't proven anything in the league so to me it was kind of surprising you know but also again you don't want to just hand everything over to Lawrence he's got to earn it so maybe that's the thought process here does it make me think Gardner Minshew is going to start week one against Houston. Absolutely not. I think it's going to be Lawrence. You can tell based on the prop market, you know, we have a lot of these, especially from DraftKings, they do do a good job of putting uh, all these QB competition odds out there, Pritch, and they don't even list one for Jacksonville. So they're not saying like, you know, like the Cam Newton and Mac Jones situation, Cam Newton minus 350, Jones plus 250. They're not listing uh, Lawrence as an option here. So that just tells you that it's almost, you know, again, no such thing as a locker guarantee, but as close as it gets here to Lawrence, uh, being that week one starter. And I would just mention, Pritch, 7 o'clock Saturday night. This is a game that you and I talked about yesterday. A lot of movement toward Jacksonville. The Cleveland Browns are going to Jacksonville. They opened minus four. It's now flipped to Jacksonville minus two and a half. We talk about how really Cleveland, I don't think, is going to take this game very seriously. They're going to rest a lot of their big guys with, uh, obviously, Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence and trying to ch- change this culture in Jacksonville. I think you're going to get a lot of these first-team guys to play a lot of reps in this game. So maybe that's the reason for this move toward Jacksonville uh, Saturday night. Yeah, coaches speak. I wonder if Urban Meyer is going to handle this uh, correctly, though, because uh, and this is what you wonder about a first-time head coach in the National Football League coming from college uh, when asked whether there's still an open competition between Lawrence, uh, the number one pick this year, and Gardner Minshew uh, to take the first snap against the Texans on September 12th. The answer from Urban Meyer was yes. Uh, and so he said that, that there's an open competition here between Gardner Minshew uh, and Trevor Lawrence. So if Minshew thinks that he has a chance to win uh, the starting quarterback role, I wonder how his performance uh, will go uh, during the preseason. Yeah, and that's another angle, Pritch, that I didn't really consider. I think it's a really smart point by you. You know, if this is considered uh, still a battle here and Gardner Minshew has more experience in the league, more experience in the system. He's played snaps in the NFL. He's looked decent at times. Mm-hmm. If, he, if he's thinking, hey, like, you know, everyone's uh, almost that chip on your shoulder. Like, everyone everyone loves Trevor Lawrence, but don't forget about me. I've accomplished more in the NFL than Lawrence has. Obviously, my ceiling isn't nearly as high, but maybe that's added motivation in these preseason games where you start with Lawrence, you know, and then you kind of, you know, go to uh, Minshew here, and maybe he's the, you know, late first half, second half type guy. Maybe they keep trying to pour it on here with this QB competition, uh, and that's one of the reasons why maybe some sharps are leaning toward Jacksonville here with that big move on Saturday night. Looking at Trevor Lawrence of what, 40, uh, 4, and a half passing yards, 25 and a half passing touchdowns, 14 and a half uh, interceptions right there. I, I don't know where you were on those numbers for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, so I'm high on Lawrence overall okay. you know, long-term here, Pritch. It's just tough for me to, to bet a lot of overs of right. rookie quarterbacks um, because we don't know what we're going to get from them. You know, uh, it's a big transition here, college to the NFL. you got to deal with a whole new roster, a whole new line, all new offensive weapons, mm-hmm. a new offensive coordinator. There's all these moving parts here um, that make it kind of volatile and unpredictable here to expect to know what they're going to put up in terms of production. But I would say, and I'll, and I'll go back to it, Pritch, 
I'm going to take an over on Lawrence. It's over interceptions, over 14 and a half. <laughs> uh, because I just think, Pritch, you know, we heard Peyton Manning joke about it, that mm-hmm. he wants Lawrence to break his record for most interceptions as a rookie. Um, I just think it's really tough as a rookie going into the NFL. You're going to see disguises, coverages you've never even seen before. You're going to make throws that, hey, in college, the guy was wide open. In the NFL, the window is much smaller. So I think, could he throw 15 picks this year if he plays every game and gets a lot of reps? I think that's definitely doable. I would lean over the 14 and a half interceptions. Okay, because I have some stats for you. Uh, stats in preseason, actually training camp. If people are st- uh, t- uh, tracking the stats in training camp. So here you go. Lawrence has completed 70.4% of his passes uh, with 24 touchdowns and six interceptions in seven on seven, 11 on 11 drills uh, through the first 12 practices of training camp. Minshew has completed 70% of passes with 16 touchdowns, just one interception. Ooh, my question is, do they play any defense down there in Jacksonville? <laughs> I, I mean, come on. Yeah, th- those numbers are pretty ridiculous there. But well, It's training um, camp, 12 practices. <laughs> yeah, it's training camp. Those sound pretty good, though. I mean, um, that kind of surprised me a bit, Fritch. Maybe it was just anecdotally, but I remember one day on Twitter where he threw a bunch of picks and people were kind of piling on him. Mm-hmm. But, um, hey, good new, good stats so far, but I would say, you know, you're supposed to have really good stats right. in training camp when you're not getting hit. And everything's you know, scripted. Much they're blitzing. <laughs> yeah, it's all scripted. So, hey, good start there. But uh, when the bolts start really, to really flying there, I think that you're going to see a little bit of a difference. All right, let's go to Cleveland. Uh, the Browns defense is reportedly dominating the offense in Cleveland uh, right there for this football team. Uh, I got a quote from an insider who, who's been at practice, uh, and he stated to me that Clowney was wrecking the offense. Now, I know Michael Lombardi, uh, you know, some mixed feelings there about Clowney, but uh, that's what Clowney does. I mean, he presents that opportunity for Cleveland on that defense. If he can wreck uh, an offense out there uh, and practice, if he can carry that over to the game, that goes a long way, certainly, uh, for the Browns. Uh, here's Stefanski, everything the offense gets right now in camp, uh, they're working for. That's a great sign for the defense. Yeah, this is intriguing, Pritch. And again, you know, Clowney's the type of guy, I don't ever think the talent was ever an issue here. It's more... Uh, can he hold up and will his knee, which has had issues in the past, uh, you know, last him through a full season. So that's good news, uh, Pritch, for us as Browns over 10 and a half wins backers, uh, because again, you're kind of expecting that you're going to have a pretty good offense, really good offensive line. You got a two headed monster there running back with, with Kareem Hunt and Chubb. You got Baker Mayfield in a contract year, year two with Stefanski and you're getting Odell Beckham jr. Back. So you kind of thought like, Hey, our offense is pretty decent. Mm-hmm. You just got to fix the defense. So I think it's a really good sign here for Cleveland. Uh, where you kind of were banking on a good offense. Uh, now you actually have someone on the bookend here to Miles Garrett. And Miles Garrett, uh, small issue, Pritch. I don't know if it's a hamstring or what it is, but they're kind of you know being a little bit you know slow rolling him a bit, make sure that he's ready for week one. So I don't think he's going to play in a lot of these preseason games. But if you can have Garrett on one end and a healthy Clowney on the other, uh, and obviously you, in the draft, you draft Newsom, that highly ranked cornerback. I think you're really working with a, a good defense here. So just kind of tells me that this is a good signal that Cleveland is a good roster, offense, defense, special teams, just very well-rounded. So, you know, looking at the numbers here, uh, I'm, I'm fully on board with the over 10 and a half. That's mm-hmm. a bet that I've already placed on the win total. Uh, and if you look at playoffs, minus 250, eh, it's kind of a high number, Pritch. You know, I would think maybe if you're taking a shot, plus 150 to win that division. I think if they, I think they're going to give Baltimore a run for their money 
I'm really high on the Cleveland Browns this year. Totally agree with you right there. And I think it's a great sign, too, if your defense uh, is ahead of the offense when the offense is going to be high-powered, like you mentioned. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. coming back. Uh, uh, Peoples uh, Jones out there, he's doing well. I mean, they, they, Baker Mayfield, uh, the running game, the offensive line. If Clowney is wrecking that offense, then that speaks volumes to me uh, about the potential of what that defense could present this year. Yeah, I think it's a great point, Pritch, because again, this isn't like just, you know, a bunch of journeymen, bad offensive line. This is a really good line. All these mm-hmm. guys were either high draft picks or they gave a lot of money to in free agency. And if the, if the defense is really getting after them, I think that's another good signal overall. You know, Pritch, one thing I am looking at Cleveland KC week one uh, as a now, as we would expect, a lot of betting here, popular play here on Kansas City, laying the points with the Chiefs at home. However, this thing is pretty much staying at six. You know, I'm looking at, uh, buying low on the Browns at six and a half. And I'm kind of waiting and saying, Hey, public, you know, jump on Mahomes. Let's see if we can get this up to the hook. If so, I'll grab the hook with a six and a half with the, with the Browns, but it do- looks like they don't really want to go there. So, mm-hmm. you know, some of these books are pretty much still minus six. They're juicing up the minus six minus one fifteen, Like it may go there, but I haven't seen the hook available. That tells me maybe odds makers are saying, Hey, we set a good number here. And even though you're getting all this betting on KC, we don't want to hand out the hook. Uh, to the to the Cleveland Browns there with the with the six and a half. So that's kind of a good sign if you want to sweat an early week one dog with Cleveland getting points. Yeah, I, I'm high on Cleveland. I'm looking at AFC uh, plus 750. <laughs> what are you thinking on that one? Ooh, I think they got a shot, Pritch. I mean, you know, you're gonna have to beat the Bills. Mm-hmm. You know, Bills, you have to beat the Chiefs. You know, you still have some of these teams that, um, you know, I think are going to be uh, expected to be maybe a nudge above them there. Uh, but if a couple things break your way, if there's an injury, you know, if this defense it looks as good as we as we see them so far in the preseason, I don't mind that at all, Pritch. That's a pretty good number. I still think it's Bills Chiefs, but hey, plus 750, if it breaks your way, that's a pretty good payout right there. Yeah, and even though uh, Baker Mayfield's in his contract situation too, I don't think that's going to hold him back uh, because the number's out there. They know what Josh Allen received. Uh, he was in a different tier, actually, you know, becoming a, a pro bowler. And uh, so Baker Mayfield's in a lower tier, tier three compared to tier two. But yet the numbers are set, right? Uh, so I don't know if that's going to be a distraction. I think some people were uh, had an opinion that that could perhaps be a distraction for Baker. I'd look at it more as motivation, Pritch. Mm-hmm. I just think, number one, obviously, if you play well, you're going to make a ton of money more than, you know, average guys like us could ever imagine, Pierre Pritch. But uh, I also think, you know, Cleveland, there's incentive for them to lock up Baker Mayfield. You know, the joke on Twitter, Pritch, is always the poor uh, Cleveland Browns fan where uh, it starts with Tim Couch on the back of their jersey, and then they have all the tape over each quarterback, and there's like 20 (laughs) quarterbacks over the last 20 years. You finally get a guy who's decent, and I actually kind of like almost like with Team USA basketball, Pritch, where Baker like started well and then struggled for a bit and really had his ego maybe checked and and a little bit of humble pie. And he really has gotten better since I think, I don't know if it was year two, year three, but that's when he kind of struggled. I think it was year two. I like that. He kind of, you know, hit rock bottom or had had a rough year and bounced back and got better with Stefanski. So I think, I think it's motivation. I think you're going to get a really good Baker Mayfield this year. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to the games too. I uh, I had a conversation with a friend of mine uh, yesterday after the show. I said, are you going to bet preseason football? He's like, no, I usually don't. I kind of wait. I said, well, you know, I was doing the show with Josh Applebaum. He said, sharps normally uh, do well in preseason in his ears. He parked up. It's like, okay, what's the strategy? What are we doing here? So uh, I don't know if you get that excited about betting, but certainly another guy out there that I know just got excited about betting preseason football. No, I think it's totally true, Pritch. And again, you know, if you don't want to bet, I totally get that. I'm not like uh, here to make you feel bad if you don't want to bet it. But I just think 
if you're an information-based person, if you like line moves, if you like historical data on coaches, the info is all out there. And again, when sharp moves jump out at you, like that Hall of Fame game, mm -hmm. to me, there's a lot of value there. Even if you think it might it might be a crapshoot, hey, sharps really like it because it's an information-based bet. Yeah, pretty good uh, line movement too. Washington football team and the New England Patriots uh, tonight's game. Looking forward to that one. Uh, we can bet, Josh, uh, on who can go undefeated at home this year. Uh, we have the odds. We'll go over the odds coming up next right here on VC. And the Sports Betting Network. From football playoffs to basketball madness. TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, bro. <laughs> <laughs> 
Football season is right around the corner, so it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odd specials, and much more. Just download the app, stop by any MGM casino on the strip, have your state-issued ID, open an account, start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. Physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, your host today. So, Josh, some great bets on the board, uh, courtesy of BetMGM. Uh, Odds to win all home games. Uh, I like this. Keep in mind that the AFC has an extra home game because of the 17 uh, regular season games on the schedule. Uh, So, the Buccaneers, uh, plus 400. The Bills right there, plus 425. The Chiefs plus 650. Packers plus 800. Do you like any of these situations for these teams uh, to perhaps go undefeated at home? So, Pritch, I know it's not, uh, you know, a chalky contrarian play or anything, or, you know, it is kind of a chalky play, but I like the Bucks in this one plus 400. You know, I'm looking at the schedule. So let's just go through what Tampa Bay has at home. Number one, you're going to hoist the banner against Dallas opening night. Right mm-hmm. now, uh, we've seen the Buccaneers minus six and a half up to minus seven. So you're seven point favorite there. Uh, next game would be another game at home versus the Atlanta Falcons. I think a big reason to maybe look at the Bucs in this bet is they're just their division. No more Drew Brees. You have a, a Falcons team who's iffy here, uh, maybe a little more competitive than we thought. I'm still surprised by their seven and a half win total to the over juiced up a little bit. Carolina is building, but again, you, you really have no Drew Brees. I think this is wide open in the division. So Dallas, seven-point favorite, week two uh, versus Atlanta. Then you just keep going down their schedule. You know, week five, they're at home against Miami. Uh, non-division or non-conference favorites tend to do very well, especially at home in the NFL. Uh, you think they can probably get by Miami and Tua. Uh, week seven, they're at home against Chicago. Uh, maybe that's Justin Fields' time at that point, Pritch. But I, I would imagine they're going to be probably a seven-point favorite in that game as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you keep cruising versus the Giants. Uh, remember, I, th- that was a game where uh, I think the G-Men actually covered last year at the Meadowlands, but this is another spot, uh, another non, non-division non matchup, which would favor uh, that home team, that home favorite spot. Uh, and then really the challenge would be week 14 against Buffalo. I think that's going to be, that's going to be, to me, the make or break, whether you're going to win this bet on the Bucks because, you know, Josh Allen coming to Tampa Bay, I think it's going to be a tight game. That might be, you know, I, I would say maybe like uh, Tampa Bay minus three in that game. Right. It's going to be a tight line. Um, and then after that, you got New Orleans uh, again, another home game. Obviously, that's probably going to be Jameis or maybe Taysom Hill. And then the last one would be at home versus Carolina. So to me, that the Bills game December 12th, you know, that's going to make or break your bet. Other than that, I don't really see too many losses at home. And Pritch, by the way, don't you know they're going undefeated? Oh, no, got, <laughs> the whole got season. That prop bet anyway. That's yeah. right. That's right. I do know that. I do know that. Uh, you mentioned that to me a few times there. Um, you know, when you think about the schedules, too, and uh, chances for these teams to go undefeated at home, you, you consider the Bills, but they got that extra home game. You might be worried about that. Uh, but Bills Mafia is going to be back in the house. Uh, that could provide a lift. And then also you look at their home schedule. It doesn't look too daunting. Neither do the Chiefs, too, who, believe me, Josh, I played in both stadiums, uh, Bills and the Chiefs. The Chiefs' home field advantage with fans revved up is incredible. Uh, And their home uh, schedule doesn't look too daunting as well. Yeah, that's a good point. So they're kind of next on the list here, you know, looking at the odds. uh, Plus 650, actually, Bills are a little bit uh, ahead of them. You know, again, week one versus Cleveland, mm-hmm. they're a six-point favorite. I actually like the points there with the Browns, but I could see, you know, a close win there for KC. Uh, then they have the Chargers week three. 
They have Buffalo week five, though. So to me, again, great home field advantage. But that, those are kind of tough games, like two or three Cle- Cleveland Buffalo. I could see them losing one of those, you know, just to start. Uh, and then they also have Green Bay uh, week nine, November 7th. I mean, you have some tough, tough games here. You also, you know, you know, the Raiders always seem to play them tough. Mm-hmm. I feel like the, grabbing the Raiders in the points and winning these games against the Chiefs, they feel like I feel like they always cover. You're going to get Denver as well with a good defense. So. Um, that's definitely, you know, I would be a little less bullish on KC. Okay. I like your point though, about bills mafia though, because, uh, again, you know, you're going to have to maybe you split with the Patriots home and away. You know, the dolphins are a little pesky here. You're probably going to roll over the jets. Uh, but to me, Pritch, uh, it, it's chalky. It's obvious, but to me, uh, if I'm going to bet this, this prop here, I'm going to go bucks here at home being, being the undefeated team. Okay. Looking on that list too, uh, green Bay, uh, they're plus 800. Their home schedule doesn't look bad at all. I mean, you got Detroit, you got Pittsburgh, the football team. They do have Seattle, which could be a, a, a tough one. Also the Rams, too. But then uh, the Bears, the Vikings, uh, and the Browns. That could be a difficult one, too, though. Uh, so interesting bets right there on the board, though. Odds to win all home games. I like those. Uh, just a lot of choices to choose from uh, when it comes to the National Football League coming up. Uh, come up in college football. We got the college football guide is out. Just $19.99. You can get it right now. You got a lot of expert opinion uh, inside the guide. We're going to get to some of those opinions next. episode of the Ron Flatter Racing Pod will come from Arlington Park near Chicago. That is where Saturday's final running of Million Day precedes the anticipated closing of the track next month. Guests on the pod uh, include top trainer Larry Vivelli, lead jockey Jareth Loveberry, Equibase chart caller Nicole Newlist, and DraftKings Sportsbook's Johnny Avello. Subscribe now at iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify, or Stitcher, or download it tomorrow morning at vcin.com slash podcast. The Ron Flatter Racing Pod is sponsored by First Bet. Welcome back to the show. It's betting across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, your host today. So the college football guide is out, loaded with uh, great information, Josh, power ratings all over the place there for every team, uh, and then also expert opinion. So with the power ratings and, and some of the uh, returning starter situations, the coaches, we have some great opinions here. Adam Kramer, he believes that USC goes over eight and a half wins. Do you agree or, or disagree with that? So I'm on the fence with this one, Pritch. You know, just looking at what they did last year, they go five and one in the pandemic shortened year. I uh, actually started five and oh, and then uh, lost their last game there at Oregon, 31 to 24. But uh, one thing to like about them, obviously, is Keaton Slovis, you know, a quarterback. Uh, highly rated, who's in the Heisman conversation right now. I think he's like 20 to one, something like that. Mm-hmm. He's kind of in that next group of Heisman quarterback candidates after your big guys like Spencer Rattler and, and JT Daniels and Ugalele and those guys. So uh, leaning on a good quarterback in college is huge. That would make me lean a little bit to the over. My only apprehension here, Pritch, would be the juice win total because right now with that eight and a half win total, it seems like an obvious over with a Heisman candidate. 
yet the unders actually juiced up minus 115. So that kind of gives me a little bit of pause, you know, looking at um, just USC and, and kind of just some high level trends here, which are included in the VEASAN betting guide. Highly recommend getting it. Yes. It'll make your life so much easier uh, with all these, you know, tons of different schools, everything in one place with a lot of great takes here from the VEASAN crew. Uh, but returning 16 starters, that's pretty good. You're almost, you know, you're, you're close to returning quite a bit of on both sides of the ball. So that's one thing to bank on. Rich, I can be, I, I'm malleable here. I, I can be leaned uh, in one. I'm kind of like sitting on the fence. Uh, push me on one direction or the other because I can move based on uh, what my expert colleague uh, thinks about the Trojans here. Yeah, I, I think the Trojans, a lot of pressure on the program, obviously, right now. Um, you look at Arizona State, some problems uh, over there, a little turbulence uh, with the program, but I think they'll iron that out. They'll get back into some smooth air. Uh, but I agree with you with the quarterback situation. You have a quarterback that could be all-conference uh, and that good. That gives you a chance. And we know the Trojans are going to be uh, ultra-talented as well. They're going to have to replace some players, in particular some players up front. Uh, but they should be okay. I, I'll lean – uh, the over right there. I mean, it's expert opinion here from Adam Kramer. So uh, I, I'm fully backing that. That's for sure. Uh, how about Bruce Marshall, though, with Texas? Uh, he likes the over eight wins with a new head coach. Yeah, so I'm a little lukewarm on this one, Pritch. I actually, to me, I think this is one that maybe pushes and, and lands right on eight. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, uh, you know, we did a show where, you know, JJ, our producer is like, hey, do you like hooks? Do you like even numbers? It all depends on right. your outlook on the team, obviously. But I would love, you know, over seven and a half. I could be intrigued by that one, Pritch. Well, the thing I don't love about the about the Houston, or sorry, about the Texas Longhorns um, is really just the fact that you have a new head coach who's getting a lot of buzz, uh, obviously coming here from Alabama. Uh, but there is a transition with a new head coach taking over. And what I kind of gives me a bit of pause here is that the over under eight win total for Texas is actually under minus 125. So that's a team that goes seven and three last year. Big new head coach coming in here, taking over uh, with a you know a lot of uh, a lot of fanfare behind him coming from Alabama. Yet the unders really juiced up, even though Texas is kind of like a, a public team, kind of like the Yankees, kind of like you know the Dodgers or one of these teams or that consistently gets a lot of public support. That just scares me. If, yeah. if it looks so too good to be true with you know a big program here trying to get back to uh, you know their former uh, their former days of. Uh, of lore here. Why is the under juiced up minus 125? That's what would scare me. But Pritch, what's your take on the Longhorns? Same thing. Uh, I think it's hard for, I don't care how good a coach you are. It's just hard to have your own culture get in there and in the locker room and uh, get the buy-in. They have great players. Uh, I think the quarterback is young, uh, but that was a different system uh, last year. Uh, certainly uh, the skilled positions are going to be fine there, but uh, the transition, it just takes some time. Uh, and Sark, he's a great coach. He really is. But uh, the the win total of eight, uh, that's lofty right there with a the new head coach sis, uh, situation right there. Also, I think teams in the Big 12, they might have it out for Texas this year uh, because of what's going to happen in the future for sure. So something to look at right there as well. How about Matt Eumanns? Ole Miss over seven and a half wins. Yeah, I actually like this one, Matt Eumanns' mm -hmm. play here. And Matt Eumanns is a guy I've been a big fan of along for a long time here, and I love his caps on these. Uh, these win totals here, but I like the over. I'm with them on Ole Miss. You know, Ole Miss is a team, obviously Lane Kiffin, we know about uh, the way he turns around programs and Pritch, he lost 30 pounds. How about it that? Be like an, <laughs> yeah, an over under on, yeah, can I uh, get his regimen here? I could lose a few pounds too, Pritch. But um, what I would say is, you know, going into another year, really starting to get his program down, uh, recruiting. He's a very, you know, uh, charismatic guy who uh, I think if he walked into your, uh, your young son's, uh, you know, living room there and tried to recruit him, he'd probably win you over. But I like that this is a team, uh, I think they were 5-5 five and five last year, over under 7.5, but over minus 115. That's a little juice liability. 
to the over. I think Lane Kiffin is really starting to build something there. Um, then just looking at um, kind of their outlook here, they're returning 18 starters here, mm -hmm. Prince. That's pretty good. The closer, the closest you can get to that, you know, returning all 22, that's pretty good. So, you know, you have a decent year last year. Now you're bringing everyone back, Kiffin in year two. Uh, to me, that's uh, that's that's a recipe for possibly some success. I could see them winning eight games. I would agree with Matty Humans. I'd go over seven and a half. Yeah, you look at the schedule, it looks doable. Uh, they're ranked, I think, 25th right now in some opinion polls right now. Certainly, uh, I mean, I'll take that with a grain of salt, if you will. Um, but yeah, it's a program that may, may be consistent, though, because of Kiffin and his moxie, for sure. How about uh, Jonathan Von Tobel, New Mexico? Uh, he's got them going over four and a half wins in the Mountain West. So I kind of agree with JVT. You know, uh, again, this is kind of a weird team where they start off, Pritch. I think they went 0 and 5 to start. And mm -hmm. It's like, hey, let's give up. It's the COVID year. Nothing's breaking our way. It's a terrible year for everybody in the world. But they didn't give up. They didn't give in. They won their last two games. They beat Wyoming 17 16. They beat Fresno 49 39. So you can build a little bit uh, after the end of that uh, that previous year. So what I like about this one is it's kind of one of those low numbers that's juiced up over. So I think uh, JVT is onto something here. The over four and a half is minus 125. So that's a pretty that's a pretty high number right. there in terms of juice to lay on a team that you know ended up going what two and five overall, uh, returning 16 starters. Uh, they're not very highly rated power rating, no. 117 out of 130. Uh, but that one kind of just speaks to me like kind of a low number that I think a lot of betters will just say they went two and five, they'll win four or less. But yet the juice is on the over. I could see, I could see JVT cashing that over bet. It's a program that specialized. I mean, Davey did wonders there. He ran a wishbone. <laughs> he had to go back <laughs> there because you can't get athletes to get uh, New Mexico. So uh, maybe they can find a way to go over that win total four and a half. They need to get the five wins in order to cash that ticket from that opinion, that perspective right there. Uh, we continue the program with a deep dive into the Minnesota Vikings. We continue our dive into the National Football League. That's next. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd, cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. 
The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my day. That's my game. <laughs> <laughs> Summer sports betting is heating up, so sign up right now for a risk-free first bet up to $1,000 at BetMGM. Be sure to use bonus code VSIN1000 and get in the game with the king of sportsbooks. Get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odd specials. Once again, it's bonus code VSIN1000 to make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. It's a new customer offer, paid and free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Eligibility restrictions apply. Must be at least 21. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. 800 Gambler promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the show. It's betting across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. And so, Josh, our deep dive into the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, uh, their season has not started off on the right foot. A little um, indecision there with what you want to do with some coaches. Uh, uh, Rico is still there. Rick Dennison is still there as an advisor, not an offensive line coach. Uh, but their win total coming into the season, nine and a half wins right there, Josh. The over plus 120, uh, the under minus 145. Yeah, so it's really been a whirlwind of an offseason here for the Minnesota Vikings because, remember, Pritch, you know, you and I were doing shows a few weeks ago where we heard rumors, I want to say it was on a Thursday or a Friday late in the week, that Aaron Rodgers may retire. <laughs> uh, we saw all these huge shifts in odds with uh, the Vikings becoming the the favorite there to win that NFC North. Uh, I think at one point they were like plus 180 down to like, even money or a slight favorite. Then of course, Rogers returns all that's for not it's up in smoke. And now the Vikings are kind of back to that, that runner up status there in that division. So uh, I'm with you, Pritch, you know, I'm, I'm thinking this is an under play on the win total under nine and a half. Number one, just look at the juice under minus 145. That's a really hefty juice price. You know, typically with these win totals, you don't get anything higher than around a minus 150. Typically anything beyond that, they'll just drop the number a half game down to nine. So I think it's a worthwhile play on the under. You know, you look at them last year, seven and nine. 
Uh, and then also Kirk Cousins, the COVID issues. He doesn't want to get vaccinated. He jokes about, you know, putting plexiglass in, in between his teammates. That's just not a great thing that I want. That's not a long-term play that I want to bet on. Maybe that crops up later in the year. You don't want anyone to catch COVID. But mm -hmm. uh, again, I'd much rather have my QB vaccinated than not here. Um, you also have Justin Jefferson, a guy who we both love, who was banged up a little bit here. And the other thing is, Pritch, they have the fifth hardest schedule in right. the NFL this year based on their opponent's one-loss record from last year. They're playing uh, their, their opponents from last year combined record 144, 127, and 1. That's a 531 win percentage. That's a pretty tough schedule there. Aaron Rodgers is back. Yeah, you can feast on the Lions, and you know we'll see what, what comes out of the, the Bears here. I think they're kind of a uh, you know a coin flip whether they'll be good or bad this year. Um, but I just think it's going to be tough. I could see them maybe nine and eight, maybe eight and nine. I, I don't really see them going over that win total, Pritch. I would lean to that that under here. But what's your take on this one? Uh, what's your outlook on the Vikings? I'm right there with you. I'm worried about the Vikings uh, up and down uh, the roster, the front office everywhere because of, uh, oh, first of all, you're going to look at your quarterback sideways all year long uh, because of this COVID situation. Um, I, I think Stefan Diggs wanting to get out of there spoke volumes about that quarterback situation too. Now you, you, you hit it correctly with Justin Jefferson, but he's banged up. Like you mentioned too, you still have Adam Thielen. Uh, you're missing your pro bowl tight end though. He's moved on. Uh, the offensive line is a question mark too. And so if your offensive line is in question that way, you got a new offensive line coach because of the situation with Rick Dennison and COVID. Uh, then you have Clint Kubiak as a new offensive coordinator, uh, son of Gary Kubiak, who was there before. You also have Adam Zimmer, who's a co-defensive coordinator, son of coach, head coach Zimmer, Mike Zimmer. So there's, a, there's nepotism there, and it just has that bad feeling to me about what's going on with this football team. I'm right there with you, Pritch. You listed a bunch of different things here where they got a lot of moving parts. This, yeah. this thing could unravel right. a little bit. And it's just, it's just so funny because with the Rodgers news, it's like, hey, this is the time for the Vikings to really pop but then Rodgers comes back and that all is really pretty much gone now at this point. You know, the other thing that I'm looking at with the Vikings here, Pritch, two games, their first preseason game Saturday afternoon at four o'clock and then their week one opener, you know, number one, big move to your Denver Broncos here, Pritch. I'm already seeing a big, big line move to the Broncos. This open Minnesota minus one and a half at home. Now it's all the way up to Denver minus two and a half on the road. Mm -hmm. So that would be uh, kind of a dog to fave line move preseason move uh, that I would consider money lining Denver in that spot. And then that week one game, Pritch, I think if you can still find um, Cincinnati Bengals getting the hook in that first opening game, I think that has a lot of value there. I could see that being a three-point game. You had Minnesota open minus three. They're one of the most lopsided plays of week one where everyone's just saying, hey, you know, Cincinnati Bengals are terrible. Minnesota uh, is still pretty good. Just lay the points. No questions asked with Minnesota. Yet they go minus three. Some books up to minus three and a half. I'm seeing it fall back down to three, Pritch. If you find a book that's still hanging the hook there with the Bengals. That could be a, a live dog there getting the hook at home. Uh, and then also just on our board real quick, you know, we talked about how that that nine and a half win total is really juiced up under. We're now showing that over nine at minus 115. Here's a great teachable moment. If you're betting these win totals, make sure you have access to multiple books because this is a discrepancy play. Some books are at nine and a half juiced up under. Some books are nine juiced up over. If you like that under, go find a book hanging the nine and a half because if they land on nine, you want to cash that under, not push if you got the overnight. Yeah, to miss the playoffs, minus 140. Um, I'm looking at the player props, too, for like Kirk Cousins, for instance. Uh, inclined to go under, I would be 4,200 and a half passing yards, uh, 28 and a half passing touchdowns. 
Yeah, so I'm kind of with you. You know, I don't really want to touch a lot of these Kirk Cousins yeah. overs right now just because what if this guy misses games? I mean, again, this is a real situation uh, that, that could crop up, you know, later in the year uh, based on uh, this COVID situation. So to me, you would think a healthy Kirk Cousins, all things being equal, can probably go over these numbers pretty easily. I actually kind of do like uh, more, more of the touchdowns, you know, passing for 29 touchdowns or more. He's hit 30, uh, I think like three of his last five years or something like that. So I could see that happening. But again, are you going to put your hard-earned money behind a player who could you know, miss games due to COVID? That's something that I'm not too excited about. I'd rather put my money on players that I kind of expect to be there uh, when I need them. You know, this is an offense too, Josh, that's predicated on that wide zone running scheme being successful. Dalvin Cook uh, looking at his rushing yards, 1375 and a half rushing yards, 13 and a half rushing touchdowns. Mm. Obviously, look at those numbers right there. I mean, Minnesota, they, they're going to live or die by the run. And, and certainly, um, Dalvin Cook, that's an interesting situation right there with his player prop. Yeah, really interesting spot here, Pritch. And this is a guy that's gotten better every single year. Yeah. I'm a big Dalvin Cook fan. This guy is electric. As long as he stays healthy, uh, I would put him you know, top five running back in the league pretty easily. Uh, but look at what he's done. He's going into year five. So these are his rush yard totals each year. 354 rookie year. Then he had 615. Then he had 1135. Then he breaks through last year, 1557. So he's gotten better, incrementally better every single year. Um, to me, he's kind of almost along that Derrick Henry type trajectory. His mm-hmm. first four years in the league, continuing to progress. So uh, again, you're gonna have to, you know, uh, map this out and have him stay healthy. But over 1375 and a half rushing yards, extra game, 17th game. You play in a dome on a fast track. I like that over. I think he could get you another 1,400-yard season or more. I think they lean on him, too, this year, big time. Uh, Justin Jefferson going into his sophomore season, uh, already injured, though. Uh, The league is aware of Jefferson, too. Adam Thielen could have a bounce-back year, 1,000 and a half receiving yards, nine receiving touchdowns. He's got to keep that hamstring uh, healthy, though. Yeah, great point by you, Pritch. And again, Jefferson, a guy who lit it up, and you were really the first, Pritch, anyone that I heard of really uh, tooting the horn there for Jefferson, and you were spot on that whole time. Uh, but 88 catches, 1,400 yards, seven touchdowns. Now, his numbers this year, eight and a half receiving touchdowns, 1,300 and a half receiving yards. You feel like he can easily go over that. But again, I want to know his injury situation. I want to know how long this guy may be out. And then also we talked about Pritch jumping from year one to year two. That's the most pivotal year for a young player to show progress. So um, I don't really think he's a flash in the pan. You expect him to get worse. Uh, but also, again, there's a bit of a book on him out there, maybe matchup-wise. Maybe he gets more double teams this year, that sort of thing. So combined with the injury, I feel like just gut instinct, which mm-hmm. is not the way I bet on sports, Pritch. You want to go based on the data, not your gut instinct. I feel like he goes over those numbers. But again, um, you know, I'll, leave, I'll defer to you, Pritch. Do yeah. you expect him to go over, or do these injuries maybe worry you a little bit? Um, the injuries, they don't worry me for Jefferson. I think Kirk Cousins, the quarterback, kind of worries me. Um, Jefferson, look, uh, as a rookie, people not expecting you to do the things you did last year, maybe element of surprise was on his side. But now uh, teams are fully aware of what they need to do to cover Jefferson. And uh, is Kirk Cousins the quality of quarterback uh, that can play above that, right? And I don't know about that. Uh, so that's why I'm reluctant to get aboard over 1,300 uh, and a half receiving yards. Now, Irv Smith Jr., on the other hand, 575 and a half receiving yards from a play-action offense. I can see a tight end going over those numbers. Yeah, Pritch, it's funny you mentioned that. I was just going to kind of say the same thing. I like this Irv Smith Jr. over opportunity, 575 and a half. What's notable to me, guy obviously in the prime of his career, entering year three from Alabama, 6'2", 242. Mm-hmm. He's kind of got 
maybe I guess a little smaller on the tight end side side in, in terms of height. Uh, but a guy again in that that pass uh, you know play action type situation can be a really good threat. Now he's got a big opportunity here with Kyle Rudolph no longer on the team. So it's kind of his time to shine. Uh, he had 311 receiving yards year one. He had 365 last year. Um, to me, this is a guy that's it's, it's slowly building here, but he's kind of progressing in the right direction. I could see him, you know, getting close to 600 yards and cashing that over. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's the offense that they run in San Francisco. It's the offense that they run in Denver. Uh, I mean, think about West Coast offenses in tight ends. And so uh, 575 and a half receiving yards, especially wide running uh, zone schemes, uh, teams uh, running this West Coast offense. The tight end is heavily involved. So looking at that, are you interested in any awards for this football team? I'm not. <laughs> I'm not really either, but yeah. you know, I mean, I guess the only one that maybe intrigues me is Mike Zimmer, 30 to win, 30 to one to win coach of the year. Uh, let's just say, hey, they have a really good year. Things mesh. Uh, all these COVID concerns are behind you, and maybe they, uh, you know, they give the, the Packers run for their money at 30 to one. I like the number. I'm not sure how likely he is to actually cash it, but that's kind of all I see here on the board. I mean, MVP, cousin, 66 to one. He's the kind of guy I always feel kind of like Matt Ryan, like a fantasy guy who mm-hmm. gives you a lot of points and scores you a lot in your fantasy match, but not really a guy you rely on, especially in prime time. I don't see much there in terms of awards, Rich. Yeah, I agree with you on that, Josh. Uh, hour number one, we're done with that one. Uh, we're going to get to hour number two with a, a Josh Applebaum market update. We got baseball games started and some about to start, uh, as well as Houston Nutt, former college football coach. He's going to be on the program as well. Talk college football. That's coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. 
Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today.